New Year's Day. I hope you've all made your New Year resolutions. I have made one, and I've said to myself, I'm going to tidy up the room I use as a study. And to help with that, I'm going to get, in my resolution mind, one of those sets of trays that you can buy to put your papers in. You can stack them one, two, three above the other. One of them you can mark in, the other one you can mark out, and a very, very busy looking one you can mark urgent. You see, tidy equals efficient. Business-like, organized, zero tolerance of waste or messing about or staring out of the window when you should be working. Whereas a messy heap of papers is just a messy heap of papers. Now, they're the same papers when they're in the trays and you're still staring out of the window, but boy, don't they look better. So people have this urge to tidy things up. Even, would you believe it, to tidy up the Christmas story. And of course, we're still in the Christmas season, and this morning, St. Matthew gives a slightly darker part of the Christmas story. Now, the Christmas story really is a bit of a mess. It's not tidy at all. There are angels suddenly frightening people. There's no room in the inn. There's messy shepherds turning up, and everybody disliked in those days messy, untrustworthy shepherds. There's a baby you can only put in a dirty old manger. It's all such a mess. So, years and years ago, a man who was at least for a time a Christian called Marcion threw out all the untidy, messy bits of the Bible, including most of the Christmas story and most of the Gospels, except bits of St. Luke, and he threw them out because without them, it all looked so much neater. Now, one of his critics, who didn't think much of that, wrote at the time, sarcastically, away, says he, with that taxing of Caesar and this scanty inn and the squalid swaddling clothes and the hard stable. We don't care a jot for the multitude of the heavenly host. Let the shepherds take better care of their flocks and let the wise men spare their legs to a no longer journey. Let them keep their gold to themselves. So why did the Christian gospels leave in? the messy, difficult bits of the Christmas story. Why didn't they take that man's advice and tidy it all up? They didn't 
throw out the messy bits because here is a story about real life. It's about real human people. And one of the problems that man Marcion had with the Christian Gospels was that he insisted on saying that God actually became a real human being at Christmas. He didn't just look like a human being. He didn't just pretend to suffer and die on the cross. He actually did those things as a real living human being. Now, real human life can be an untidy business. Yet God doesn't just send down a floppy-backed Bible from your local Christian bookshop and say, read this. He comes himself. Or as St. John more poetically puts it, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, for flesh, read all those messy, difficult to sort out, untidy, loose-ended human things. And Christmas tells us that story, that God actually became one of us. So, Matthew, in that reading we had just now, gives us an episode that says something about the messy, risky world that we live in. He shows it, I guess, at its worst. Total power, represented by Herod, who as a puppet king of the Romans, had total power over so many people. Total power, like Putin today, is able to wipe out all threats to him. Herod saw a boy child as a threat. This boy could grow up to be the king of the Jews and a threat to him. So he wipes out all the children to make sure he gets that child. So what, what does Matthew do with this difficult, messy, hard, cruel story? Well, for a start, Matthew sees this as happening as part of God's purpose. Or to turn it round another way, God's purpose isn't going to be prevented by human cruelty and ambition. What happens fulfills prophecy. So God's purpose goes before all this, years and years before all this for Matthew. And so now it will overcome Herod. And the angel, therefore, makes sure that the child Jesus escapes. Now that doesn't mean that it doesn't matter about the others so long as Jesus escapes. Rather, because Jesus escapes, good will triumph, and so suffering and loss will not have been in vain. God works, you see, through and in the messy events of this world to bring about his salvation. So Matthew sees this as another example of God's action to save his people, like he did in the past. And that's got two effects. It reminds us that God was faithful, that God has always been faithful. And so 
then it encourages us to see current events, what's going on now, as the place, despite appearances, where God is still acting for us and for the well-being of his people. So Matthew doesn't gloss over the hard realities of this world. What happens in this story that we heard just now from years and years and centuries ago is, of course, still happening. It's happening in a different way, in different parts of the world maybe, but it's still happening. Children are still dying because of the fear and cruelty and need for power of other people. So, St. Matthew's messy Christmas story isn't, well, never mind about innocent suffering, because there's a home for little children above the bright blue sky, etc., etc. Now, that is what people sometimes imagine the Christians say about the facts of suffering. Now, this is not what Matthew says, it's not what Christians say. The message is that God doesn't ignore or bypass suffering, but instead he brings salvation through it and out the other side. And of course of this, Jesus himself is the example. He himself shares in our messy human life, he shares in our inevitable human reality of death, but he transforms those things, and they become, through those things, through Easter, the gift of new life for all of us. So Matthew doesn't gloss over, if you like, what our human life is like. Instead of that, he wants us to see that God is able to act in it. Now, you may well have, unlike myself, a very well-organized study or room, whatever, and also a more well-organized life. And if that's the case, then that's great. But perhaps you don't. Perhaps there are hard, difficult things somewhere in your life or life of your family or your friends at the moment. Perhaps your work or lack of it is in a mess. Perhaps your family life or even your own heart and your own spirit might be at the moment in a bit of a mess. Complicated, difficult, full of problems. Now if that's something that you recognize, then this story from St. Matthew is for you. For it is there in that reality, in that real human life, that Jesus wants to be born at Christmas and now, of course, with us in his resurrected life. Now, if God is happy to be born among us in a messy stable, then I can safely invite him into my messy life. So come to us, abide with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. Amen.